This program is brought to you by Abiding Above Ministries. Well, I'm going to talk about a subject today. The subject is love. I want you to keep this in your mind. There's three forms of love. There is eros, which is romantic love between a man and a wife, man and a woman. Then there's phileo, which is brotherly love. Even people who deny the cross and say, I don't believe it, they can still feel love for a woman or a man, and they can feel love for people around them, even if they're without Christ. But the highest form of love is what's called agape. It's a sacrificial love, and it's the cross that shows it better than any other place. That's what we're going to be looking at this morning. So take God's Word and turn, if you will, to John chapter 13. The title of this message is Love One Another. Listen to what Jesus says in verses 33 through 35. He says, little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is talking about the highest form of love, agape. It is God's own love. And the only people on earth who've ever had this particular love are children of God. You simply cannot have this love because it is the love that comes from the Holy Spirit shed abroad in your heart. Without Christ, without believing in the cross of Christ where he died for you and he died as you, you can't have this love. But some people are confused because they do genuinely love other people. But they're without Christ. We're talking about the highest form of love, a love that's willing to die, not getting his or her way, because they so love, in agape love, other people. They're willing to die to themselves, agape love. So this love that Jesus was talking about here, he's not just talking about brotherly love. He's not talking about eros, uh, romantic love. He's talking about Agape love. It is a love that we know is redemptive. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. So this is what Jesus is saying to all of us today. You love one another the way I have loved you. So here's the question. How have you loved me? Look at the cross. He loved you so much. He died for you. A little boy asked um, Jesus, Jesus, how much do you love me? And he stretched out his arms and he died. We must be willing to die to ourselves as we love other people with agape. And I want to tell you, you can mark this one down. There will be some people that God allowed to come into your life that can be so disruptive, so self-centered, and so malicious in their gossip and speech 
that the only way, my friend, that you can love them is with the highest form of love, agape, which is sacrificial. Now, I'm not saying that you have to spend much time with them, but I am saying to reject them is sin, but some people, it's just better to not be around them because the conflicts they cause with all those around them eventually. But you can still love them in agape love for all eternity. And I believe that's what the study is about here uh, this morning. So it is a love that is redemptive. In verse 34 of John 13, again, Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. You see, when Jesus said these words, Jesus had just humbled himself by washing the feet of Judas. What did Judas do? Betrayed him. Jesus washed his feet. He had just washed the feet of Peter, who would deny him how many times? Three times. He knew it. He washed his feet anyway. And the disciples, all of them, were eventually going to flee from him. Knowing these things as God, he was both God and man, he knelt down. The Bible says he ungirded himself and he washed the disciples' feet. Listen, why on earth would he do that? Because among humans, we would not do it. This is an act of love. This is a humility that comes from God himself toward those he created. And he loved them, humbled himself, knowing what they would do. Let's remember what John wrote about Jesus in, in John 13, verse 1. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father. Notice this. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus loved people all the way to the cross, to the point where God the Father had turned his back on God the Son, and he said, it is finished and died. He loved them to the end. So that is a picture of agape love. And listen, if you prayed and asked Christ to come into your heart according to Scripture, that God lives in you right now in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, this love that I'm talking about, this self-denying love, this redemptive love, willing to die to self, willing to die for your brothers, this is agape. And it's shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. You say, well, why is it not coming out? It's not him. It's you not denying yourself. It's me when I don't deny myself. This love does not come through me and holds back all the opportunities and all the wonderful things that God will do through our life if we will stop holding him back who lives within us. So this human love, this love that is redemptive, it is a highest form. Human love is the lesser form. Human love is not redemptive. Human love does not require death. First John 3.10 says, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are made visible, manifest. Listen to this. You want to know the difference between who's a child of God and who's not a child of God? In this the children of God and the children of the devil are made visible, 
Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. That doesn't mean they're always perfect. But for the most part, they want to walk with God and they want to live a righteous life. And you will see that in them. But listen, if you don't see the righteousness of Christ in someone, or if they don't see the righteousness of Christ in you, not perfectly all the time, but for the most part, that's the way you're choosing to walk. My friend, you do have to ask yourself, am I a child of Satan or am I a child of God? So he said, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. We have to love. First John three fourteen and 15. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brother. What is he saying? We know that I'm no longer in Adam, the first man. We all came from Adam. I am in Christ. I'm no longer in death. I passed from death. And one of the signs is because we love with agape, the brother. He said, he who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. You see, we normally think of murder as physically killing someone. But if you are a malicious gossip, if you conjure up narratives that are not true, and espouse them continually until you believe that they are true. My friend, listen, that is equivalent to murder, not so much physical murder, but it's called character murder. And all of us are tempted to do this. And the Bible says we should not do this. We're to love one another. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. First John 4.20 says... If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? So this love, the human love, is a lesser form of love. Divine love is the highest form of love. It is a redemptive love requiring not only sometimes physical death, but certainly a denial of myself for the benefit of other people. First John 3.14 says, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. First John 4.7 says, Beloved, let us love one another. Notice this, For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Listen, I love you, so listen. You say, I need to know, if I die, am I going to heaven or hell? How are you doing in this area of love. Are you seeing the love that's shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit coming through you in your relationships? Or would you say, no, I feel mostly hate. I love you, so listen, you must be born again. It's that simple. Are you walking in the righteousness of Jesus Christ? Are you loving even those people who are very hard to love? Or would you say that you're murdering people by what you say about them. Would you say that you feel hatred inside? My friend, you must be born again. So the highest form of love is the redemptive love. Now, second thing is this. Not only is this a redemptive love, it's a sacrificial love, but it's also a reciprocal love from you to me, from me to you. 
It's reciprocal. What did Jesus say? He said, love one another. It's reciprocal. A love that is shared in Christ. An example of this is when Paul expressed uh, his deep desire for the church at Colossae, the Colossians. And he said this, that their hearts might be knit together. You see it in Colossians 2.2. 2. He says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love. Now, when you think of your heart, you're thinking of your emotions. You're thinking of how you feel. Uh, it's in the area of your soul, your mind, your will, and your and your emotions. In the Hebrew, it talks about the heart, which speaks of man's soul. And so what he's saying is when it comes to this agape love, he's saying this word knit, where he says being knit together in love, he said this word knit conveys two ideas. The first is that of bringing together, and the second is that of carrying along. And so you say, when will we brought together? My friend, listen, in the mind of God, God saw you and me on the cross with Christ. Christ died for us. He died as us. It's like uh, I heard a man say one time, it's like being spiritual Siamese twins. We're all one in Christ Jesus, and we're to love one another. When Jesus is the center of our shared love, we are brought together and carried along by love which breathes in harmony. Have you ever been with people? And when you were together, there's always harmony. A love for one another, an encouragement of one another in the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. But have you also been with people? It seemed like there never could be harmony. There was jealousy, competition, disruption of harmony that comes from the indwelling Holy Spirit. I've seen both, and it sure is nice to be in a harmonious group of people where you love one another and you're free from all the trivial things that mankind bring together. And so this is a love that is shared in Christ, but it's also a love that is shown in Christ. He said again, he said, love one another. This kind of love is giving away of ourselves for the good of other people. Second Corinthians twelve fifteen, Paul says, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. Have you ever felt that? The more you loved, the less you seem to be loved. But you continued on because that's what the Scripture teaches. And this love is inexhaustible because it's the love of the Holy Spirit. So you keep on surrendering, you keep on loving, and then it seems like the less that you're loved. Now, reverse that. Have you had someone in your life that has continually loved you on and on and on. And you almost wished they would stop loving you. You wished that they would reject you, but they just keep loving and forgiving. My friend, that is a sign of a person who's loving with this agape and redemptive and reciprocal love. First John 2.10 he who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. This means that the true disciple thinks love. The true disciple speaks what is in his heart, and what is in his heart is love. Now listen, as you leave this place today, 
Listen to the words people use around you. What people say tells you what's inside of them. It exposes them. Hang with the people that you sense love coming out of them when they're talking. Because what's in the well comes up in the bucket. What's in the heart comes out of the mouth. Pay close attention to what's going on in the heart. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, it's known as the great love chapter, and it's talking about this highest love, this sacrificial agape love. Paul says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Not some things, my friend. Listen, bears all things, believes all things. That doesn't mean they're fooled. It means they have a propensity to be believing when people are talking with them. I want to believe in this person. Always believing. Hopes all things, endures all things. You see, Christians who live in the power of the ungrieved Holy Spirit can bear with one another in love, this agape love. They can speak to one another the truth in love, and they can edify the body of Christ in love. So a true disciple of Jesus Christ supremely acts love. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying they try to have the appearance of being loving. That's like painted fire. It might look good, but it doesn't burn. When a true, genuine child of God walking by the Spirit of God that's ungrieved in his heart because the agape love is shed abroad in his heart by the Holy Spirit, Romans 5, 5, when they're living life, when they're speaking, acting, and living, you see L-O-V-E. And it's not posturing, it's patiently choosing to walk controlled by God's Spirit. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. This speaks of a love more ready to forgive than to expose and to judge. Have you ever been maybe in a local church? Matter of fact, I already know the answer, yes, where there was more of an emphasis on exposing the sins of others and judging them. I think the reason that many of our churches across the United States are only half filled and many young people are not going to them, though they faithfully and rightfully divide the Word of God, is because they're not applying the rightly divided Word of God to their daily living. They're Sunday-only Christians, and we need to love them But they're probably the biggest problem and the reason their churches are not filled up because people are just simply not drawn to people who just don't love anymore. People are not drawn to that. John Wesley had a rule for Christian living. Listen to what John Wesley's personal rule for Christian living is. Listen, do all the good you can by all the means you can 
in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. Now, isn't that a good way to live life? What if we all said, that's the way I'm going to live the rest of my life? It would eventually affect this whole city. I want to tell you, we would look odd to everybody. Because most you see is darkness. Someone comes along living that way, the Bible says they're peculiar. You know what the Bible says about those of us who are Christians? The Bible says we're peculiar. We're emissaries. We're missionaries. We're ambassadors. That is the truth about us. Third and last thing is this. Not only is this love a redemptive love, not only is this love reciprocal back and forth, but this love is a love that is reflected. Again, uh, verse 35 of John 13, Jesus said, By this all will know that you are my disciples. When we live and move and have our being this way, people know that we've been with Jesus. And they find themselves, though they may hate the Christian religion, they find themselves being drawn to the Christ who is in us. And so this means when he says, by this all will know that you are my disciple, meaning you have to die to live. You have to go down before you go up. It means mostly doing the exact opposite of the way man does things. It is living otherworldly. It is to abide above. Your head is in heaven, though your feet are on earth. Being heavenly minded, being constantly in unbroken communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. This attitude reflects in the genuine love of our Savior. And of course, our love for him, there is a oneness and there is a witness. Listen to what Jesus said in John 17 in his what's called the high priestly prayer. In John 17, verses 21 through 23, Jesus said that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Notice, Jesus was in a human body. Jesus is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus was on earth about 33 years. He was talking to the Father in prayer, just like you and I talk to the Father in prayer. But what did he say about him? He said, I am in you and you're in me, Father. Listen to this. According to Scripture, we are supposed to see I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. Just like Jesus said, Father, we are one. I'm in you and you're in me. I'll read it again. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one, notice, in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Do you realize... I love you, so listen. According to Scripture, God loves you to the same degree that He loved His Son, Jesus. Now listen to this sobering thought. God so loved the world that He gave His Son He loved to die on the cross for you and me. This is the highest form of love. We know it as 
agape. It's redemptive. There's a reconciliation that goes with it. It's reciprocal. And it's reflected in God's children as we live in this dark world before we die breathing our last breath. Christ must be seen in us to men, women, boys, and girls to bring them to Christ before it's too late. So there is the oneness that causes the witness. First John 4, 12 and 14 says this, If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. The vast majority of people in this world, they feel unloved and they feel rejected. They seek in many temporal things what they can only have in an eternal way. Unconditional love from an eternal Father and eternal acceptance in Him. Satan does not want them to see that God alone and what God provides for them is all that they need. Satan is trying to blind people from seeing this. He wants you and I to be so blinded that we physically grow up, we physically die before we ever see the full truth of the cross of Christ. He is trying his best to blind the minds of the unbelieving, and it looks to me like people are falling for it like never before right now. They're believing a lie, and the king of all liars is Satan. He's the father of all lies. Don't believe the lie. Stick with the Word of God. Someone once said, division among Christians was hindering the conversion of the heathen. How easy it is to lose our first love. Men and women, boys and girls, will never believe our message until they see and sense our genuine love for them. So I close with this reminder. I've already quoted Romans 5, 5 three times. This is my fourth time. Romans 5, 5. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. You say, okay, how does this activate in my life? How, how do I experience what you're talking about? As we yield, just like automobiles coming up to the interstate, one has the right of way and the other has to yield to get into the traffic. So he has to adjust his speed to get into the traffic. You and I are to yield to the indwelling Holy Spirit 24-7 as we're walking through our day, continually yielding, letting Him guide us, let Him carry us along. And our hearts are knit together in love with Him first and foremost, and that causes our hearts to be knit together and carried along with our brothers and sisters in Christ. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. When we choose to surrender and yield to His Spirit, we experience not only God loving me, but me loving others with His agape love and others loving me with His agape love because we're all one in Christ Jesus. You do know this is temporary, don't you? If you don't believe that, Later on today, go sit in a cemetery somewhere and remind yourself there's no way for me to escape this cemetery. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after this comes 
the judgment. That word judgment sounds negative and mean. But remember, He was judged in your place on the cross. Amen. You've been listening to Abiding Above Ministries with Chris Hodges. If you would like Chris to speak at your church or event, please go to our website, abidingabove.org. God bless you and make you a blessing.